If you're an athlete, you know the greatest motivator of all is the fear of letting your teammates down. After all, a team is only as good as its weakest link. So you owe it to those wearing the same jersey as you to be your best every time you step on the field. That's why there's no vape in team. When you vape, you can expose your lungs to toxic chemicals that can damage your lungs. If you're a step behind, the team's a step behind. Brought to you by The Real Cost and the FDA. This episode of Switchcraft is brought to you by patrons like Abigail13. Support Switchcraft and my other content for as little as a dollar and get exclusive rewards at patreon.com slash runjumpstomp. Episode 106 of Switchcraft is sponsored by Audible. Get your free audiobook that you get to keep whether you stay a member or not by heading on over to runjumpstomp.com slash audible. It directly helps the show. You get to choose from thousands of books. I recommend that you check out Ender's Game by Orson Scott Card. It is a fantastic book. I actually read that book while I was helping my dad. Um, oh God, what were we doing? We were doing. Oh, we were putting insulation in his house. Uh, so he he was on the other side of the house, and I can't hear anything anyway. So I listened to my book while I was putting insulation in, and it made it go by so much faster. Plus, it's a fantastic book. When you, If you decide not to stay a member, you get to keep your book. And if you decide to remain a member of Audible, it's $14.95 and you get a free book every month. Well, it's not really free. It's a $14.95 book. Uh, but some of the books that you get for that uh, $14.95 can be like 36 hours of content. So I highly recommend Audible and special thank you to Audible for sponsoring today's episode. Okie dokie. Switchcraft is recorded live three times a week at 3 p.m. U.S. Eastern on Tuesdays, Thursdays, and also on Saturdays, whenever the universe allows. Tune in at twitch.tv slash runjumpstomp, just like these fantastic people did. We've got Vaxer, Mr. Tomato Head, uh, Kodiak Moonwolf, Link31254, Aerslia is here, scrolling, scrolling, scrolling. Uh, the Bouse is here. Colonel Katifa, as well as his son, is here. Hello. Uh, was it Kalen? Uh, and what, who else do we have? Uh, Radish is here. Uh, uh, Seed is here. Uh, plus, Paralegal Princess is back from vacation. Um, scrolling, scrolling, scrolling. We've got Link the King 12 is here. Atomic Gecko is here. I really appreciate you guys. I can't scroll back any further using the program. Um, everyone who's here, I appreciate it. Lurkers who are here and not chatting, I appreciate you guys as well. Thank you very much. Again, that's twitch.tv slash run, jump, stomp. Let's jump in with a review of the show. Uh, you can review the show by heading on over to Apple Podcasts and giving a review there. Joel Kuhn gave the, st- gave the show five stars. Uh, they said, love the episode frequency. This podcast is great, and it's frequent enough that you're not hearing about news a week after it happens. I look forward to listening to it on the way home from work. I do wish it were longer, as I've gotten used to listening to my my podcast at two and a quarter speed, so it goes by quick. Keep up the great work. Well, thank you very much for listening and for reviewing the show. It surprises me that you want the show to be longer, seeing as how it's already... An, I mean, if you if I put took all of the shows and put them together, uh, it'd be an hour and a half a week, uh, which is 
pretty comparable to other podcasts. Uh, a lot of people say that they like the shows shorter because they find the longer podcasts intimidating, which is one of the reasons I decided to do three episodes a week instead of one episode a week. It kind of locks me down to a lot more work on my part because that means I have multiple shows to edit. But I feel like the smaller shows at a higher rate of frequency is better. That being said, I really appreciate the support that you give just by listening and uh, reviewing. It really does help out. Uh, I've got an email this week. It says, hey, Bill. Hi. Uh, My name is Scott. I've been listening to your podcast for a few months now. It's really good. I wasn't subscribed at first, but when I realized I kept checking back to see when new episodes were released, I subscribed. I know a good rule of thumb with podcasting is that you're You probably have twice as many listeners as subscribers, so I hope that's encouraging. You know, that never occurred to me because I've never listened to a podcast without subscribing to it. Like, I always subscribe to it to listen to it. That way I always have it. And then if it turns out that it's something that I don't like, I unsubscribe. Uh, So I've never just downloaded one podcast without hitting that subscribe button. That's weird to me. But anyway... Uh, They said, thank you for covering the news, offering your honest opinion on games, as well as getting into meaningful topics like accessibility. I listen to a lot of shows in the gaming industry, so I always appreciate when someone takes the time to form a nuanced opinion on something and deliver it well. Keep it up. I know it's a lot of work. It is. And I appreciate it. Well, thank you very much, uh, Scott. If you want to email me, you can do just like Scott did and send an email to runjumpstomp at gmail.com. You can tweet at me at runjumpstomp. You can call and leave a voicemail at 260-RUN-JUMP. That's 260-786-5867. And you can join our Discord and have a conversation not only with me, but with all of the awesome people that hang out there at runjumpstomp.com slash Discord. Before I jump in on the news, uh, and this is actually directly related to what uh, Scott, I think, yeah, Scott said, um, on keeping the show short, what I'm going to start doing is during the live show, I'm going to talk about some topics that I may or that I may not include in the audio portion just to keep the show short. So, and it won't be big topics, it'll just be smaller things. Uh, But I just want to let you guys know that, again, if you want to listen to the full show, you can either go to the YouTube channel or you can go to the Twitch channel, and it'll be available for you there. Uh, I always post it to the Patreon uncut, like right as soon as I'm as soon as I get a chance to. Um, But if you want the full uncut show, if you want longer stuff, then make sure you check that out. Um, Let's jump into the first episode, first episode, the first story. Uh, and that is that Square is aggressively, this is this is according to, oh gosh, who was it? Well, it was originally linked in the Discord from Tom Tate, uh, who also has a fantastic Nintendo podcast called Power Time Podcast. It's a really good one. Uh, and But this, I went and found uh, the original source, and that's Takahashi Mochizuki. He's a tech reporter for the Wall Street Journal uh, from Tokyo. And he posted on Twitter, you should definitely follow him, he's uh, mochi underscore WSJ, Uh, he said, Square Enix uh, switches one ideal platform to put middle range games on, 
which got tough to achieve business success. Square Enix good at making these games, so would work on these aggressively. So what they're basically saying here is that Square Enix is going to be making a lot more games for the Switch. I think they're very happy with the results that they have so far. And a lot of people are very excited for both Lost Sphere, which I think is a Square Enix game, as well as, um, oh gosh, it's, I think it's from the company, the same people that made Bravely Default. It's that one where you can play a dancer, uh, a po- Project Octopath Traveler, get a new da- new name for that. Um, but they are bringing those games to the Switch and what they're saying is they're not going to be bringing the next Final Fantasy to the Switch, but they're going to make games that are made specifically for the Switch. Not that they'll be exclusives, but games that play to the Switch's strengths. And I think that that's exactly the way developers should look at the Switch. A lot of people say, oh, how come we don't have... Uh, this game that's that's on the Xbox One on our Switch, or this game that's on the PS4, this PC game, why don't we have these games on the Switch? And the main reason is because it's a lot of work to port those games into a less powerful system. That's the, the trade-off that you get when you get a portable system. Now, that being said, we've seen some pretty... Uh, Pretty great stuff uh, coming from Bethesda this month. And um, I think that we have reason to be excited for developers doing what Square is doing, where they're not just trying to throw a port of an old game. They're trying to make games that are tailor-made for the Switch, that use those the portability, the um, detachable Joy-Cons, the share the joy kind of thing. More developers should do that rather than port their games to the platform just to make sure that it's on one more platform. And with the Switch being successful, what a lot of developers fail to realize is that AAA games are not the only thing out there. When you make a game that works on the Switch, it's going to work on the other platforms as well. So it's not like you're ignoring the PS4 uh, customers or the Xbox One customers, what you're doing is you are making a game that will work on all three. And I think that the technology, I think the technology that we have now is at a point where you can make a game that will run well on the Switch. That means a solid frame rate at a decent resolution. You can make a game that'll run well on the Switch That'll also run really well on these other systems and it'll succeed. That game will succeed. Not every single game that you make has to have the most realistic things in, you know, uh, textures in the world. Not every world that you design has to be uh, believable as it came out of a movie or something like that. There's nothing wrong with these beautiful games that are coming to the PS4 and the Xbox One. I, for one, am looking forward to them. But if you design for the Switch first and the other systems later, I think that uh, you'll get a lot. You'll, you'll get a lot of sales because it seems to me like like 
Square is very, very happy with the sales that they have so far. And they're very happy with the install base and the pace at which the Switch is selling. Keeping that balanced with um, making a game that will work on it and work well is only going to be good for those developers. Anyway, I think that the Switch is uh, in a really great place. And, you know, EA should pay attention to what Square is doing because EA is like, well, we're going to wait and see because we want to make sure that our games always look the absolute best so that we're always pushing the the power. But at this point, people don't go out and buy the next Madden game because it's got better graphics. They get the next Madden game because they want to play Madden with their friends and they want the updated rosters and stuff like that. Same thing with pretty much any sports title. When when you limit yourself to only the most powerful hardware, while your game will look very nice, it's not going to have, it, it may or may not have a lot of depth. I think that too many AAA developers spend more time worrying about how the game looks rather than how the game plays. And... When you look at what Nintendo has been doing on the Switch, it's clear that Nintendo put how the game plays first and how the game looks uh, second. And I I have to say that this year I have played way more console games than I have in a very, very long time. And my PS4 has hardly been touched by me because the Switch has had so many fantastic experiences I just think that Square's on the right path here, and I think EA and others should follow by making middle-range games for the Switch and then porting them to the PS4, Xbox One, and PC. My puppet body is ready. Well, this is something I did not expect to be talking about today. Uh, I woke up, and one of the top, one of the first stories that I noticed was that Hulu was on the Switch now. So I downloaded it to check it out. I installed it. I was sitting at my PC, so my my Switch was docked over uh, against the wall there in my PC, uh, or hooked up to my PC, which is how I usually stream and record footage and stuff. And sure enough, HDCP got in the way, uh, so um, high-definition copy protection uh, got in the way. It's like, hey, you can't do this. So I was like, oh yeah. So I grabbed it, took it out into my bedroom, put it in the other dock. And uh, sure enough, it worked. It worked great. It worked fast. Uh, the UI was, it looks exactly like it does on my Apple TV. It looks exactly like it does on my Roku. It is the same um, user interface. Uh, just you have a controller instead of a remote. So I think that that's cool. I'm probably never going to use it. However, if I didn't have uh, a Roku, if I didn't have an Apple TV or an Amazon Fire Stick or whatever other device that you may or may not be using to watch your internet content on your TV, if I didn't have one of those things and I had a Switch, maybe I would use it like this. Uh, it's you know it's hooked up to the TV already. You don't have to worry about if your controller is pointing in the right direction. Um, it doesn't have some of the cool features like searching with voice, like my like my like my Apple TV does. So I can just 
hold down the button and say um, Westworld and have it come up and then I can watch it. But I think that it's cool. I probably, again, won't use it. But the reason I'm talking about it now is because I, I expect that we'll start to see a flood of these apps on the Switch. We'll see a YouTube app, a Netflix app. We'll see, um, I, I don't know, probably CBS apps and things like that. All of those things that, that you can see, like HBO Go, we're going to see a flood of all of these things on the Switch. And this is, of course, going to happen because the Switch is getting a big install base. It's selling really, really well. Nintendo has said that they've already sold over 7 million uh, and that they expect to sell 14 million in the first fiscal year, which is a fantastic start. I mean, that's more than the Wii U sold in its entire lifetime. So, of course, these other developers or these uh, these other platform holders for video, they're going to be putting their they're going to be putting their apps where the eyeballs are. And the one good thing about the Switch is, you know, it's docked. You're watching a show or whatever, and you know, maybe maybe your uh, wife says, "Hey, it's time to go." Um, you can just grab it, uh, out of the dock and it, I, I tried it like it was playing and I just grabbed it out of the dock and started walking and it worked just fine. Now, of course, you're going to have to connect to Wi-Fi wherever it is that you go. So it's a little different. In fact, like you can't just watch it on your phone. Personally, I think that if you're watching something, and I think a lot of these services do this, like like Netflix, if I'm watching a show and I pause it and shut off the TV and then I grab my phone and bring up the, the same show on Netflix, it remembers exactly where I was and I hit play and it picks up where I left off. It's awesome. So the one advantage that you get from the Switch is that you do this all in one device, but that one device needs that internet connection to come from the phone. And so you have to stop what you're watching, go back to the internet screen, say, all right, connect to my phone. Okay, now I'm on, uh, now I'm on my phone, my phone's internet connection, like a data hotspot or something, and then go back into Hulu and bring up the show again. And it just seems kind of a like a rigmarole, and you're just better off just watching it on your phone. Plus, your phone has a higher resolution, whereas the Switch only has 720p docked. Uh, not docked, but um, but in handheld mode. Uh, I will say that the shows looked great. I mean, it looked very nice at 720p. Um, are you guys excited for this? That's the question that I want to know. Are you excited for these um, these streaming services to be brought to the Switch. Vaxer in chat says Twitch for the Switch. I don't know that that's going to happen. And the reason why I don't think so is because Amazon, like I have Twitch installed on my Roku and Amazon just shut that down. Like they said, this is no longer going to be supported. I think that Amazon is trying to push their fire stick their amazon fire stick and so they're they're trying to cut like we don't have twitch on the apple tv uh twitch on hulu not hulu roku doesn't work anymore um so what's going to happen in the future i think that amazon is going to say 
you want to watch it, you're going to watch it on your phone, on your tablet, or on your PC, or on this device that we sell. Um, so I don't think that we're going to see Twitch come to the uh, the Switch. But I, I could be wrong. Uh, Chai Tea Lady says she wants HBO Go, Netflix, and Twitch for the Switch. Mr. Tomato Head says not really. I'm not interested in handheld videos. Watching on my phone just feels lame. I love the Fire Stick for TV, though. Fair enough. The, the one thing that I feel is that you know, when the Switch first came out, one of the people's biggest complaints was battery life. I don't want to drain the battery life of the Switch watching videos because then it's not going to be there for when I want to play a game. And so that's one of the reasons I'm not going to use these things. I'll install them just so that I can take a look at them and see how they work so I can talk about them on the show. But it's not something that I'll use. I never used it on... The, well... I tried using it on the Wii U, but it was a disaster because the the Wii U's tablet screen wouldn't shut off while I was trying to watch a show. I never watched it on the 3DS. It was uh, just not great. So I'm not interested in this stuff. But if you are interested, email me and let me know. So the only game that I've played since last episode is Super Mario Odyssey, and it hasn't been very much because... You know, yesterday was my birthday. My family took me out for dinner, and we I had parent teacher conference with my for my son yesterday. Uh, then I had to do parent teacher conferences today. So the only game that I've played since then is Mario, and I don't have much else to say about it yet because I don't want to get into spoilers. I'm going to save that for a spoiler filled episode later on. But I did have a thought that I wanted to talk about. You know, with Doom coming out. I keep seeing all of these things on like Reddit where this company is showing off, not this company, uh, like this website is showing this is what Doom looks like on the PS4, on the Xbox One, on the PC, and on the Switch. And it's side-by-side comparisons. And like there's probably four, maybe five of those on the various subreddits that I go to for Nintendo showing all of the different um the just the different places or I'm sorry the different looks for the game doom and i have to say that i don't understand the fascination with comparing the graphics between the two because while yes the game looks better on the Xbox 1 and PS4 than it will on the Switch it looks better on the PC than it will on the Xbox One and PS4 if you've got a powerful PC. That's not really important because when you're playing the game, you're not playing it with a side-by-side comparison of the exact same scene on your PlayStation. You're just playing the game, and the game looks good enough. And I think that people need to realize that we're at a place where the graphics are good enough. And I just... I keep seeing these threads pop up about the graphics comparisons, and I know some people feel like graphics are the most important thing in a game, but if you just sit down and play Doom, you're going to realize, and and I recommend you play it on the PC, personally, because it doesn't have gyro controls, okay? Um, But if you're going to sit down and play Doom, play it because it's fun, not because it looks good. Uh, It it does both. It looks good and it's fun, but it's a really fun game. And some people are saying, well, I don't want to play it because it doesn't look as good. You're missing out on a really good game. So 
Don't worry so much about the graphics. That's that's just my piece. Let's hit the lightning round. You know, before I jump into the lightning round, uh, Vaxer in chat just said something brilliant, which never happens. Just kidding, Vaxer. Uh, Vaxer said, I feel like it's a kid's play spot the differences. You know, those those uh, like pu- puzzle books or activity books that you used to get when you were a kid. I know that I did. And they would have two pictures side by side. And the two pictures would be very, very similar, almost identical with very small differences between them. And you would go around and circle each one. And that's exactly what it feels like when you when you look at these um, get graphics comparison videos. Oftentimes when I'm looking at them, I'm like, I really don't see much of a difference at all. I mean, I guess this one looks a little bit better, but I'm not sure. Just play the game. Stop worrying about if it looks as good. Just play the game. All right, here we are in the lightning round. Let's start off. We've got 19% of Ubisoft sales came from Mario plus Rabbids. Now, a lot of people are saying, well, look at that. Everybody better start developing for the Switch because it's selling uh, third-party software like crazy. Okay, that's cool. You know, tone it down just a little bit because what you got to realize, first off, a lot of people have no idea that that's a third-party title. They they don't realize that that's a Ubisoft game. It's got Mario on the cover for crying out loud. Secondly, I'm sure that that 19% number is about to change with Assassin's Creed out. I'm sure that that number is about to change. And I bet you that number is about to change by a lot. So, you know, walking around saying 19%, everybody, look at how great it is. Just, you know, take it with a grain of salt. It's not the whole, the whole picture there. Uh, there's an article at Nintendo Everything, where uh, President Kimishima uh, talks about uh, the Wii-like momentum, third-party developers, esports, and all kinds of other stuff. I'm not going to um, steal their content and just read it to you. Um, I'm just going to let you know basically what what this is. It's not an interview. It was the Q&A after the financial results. And you can read the comments if you follow the link in the show notes. Uh, I recommend that you do. It's a very interesting read. Uh, There is a Fire Emblem Warriors update. It's on its way. This is from the official Nintendo website. Um, Gosh, who said this in chat? Uh, That would be Wyvern Ripsnarl said this in Discord. Thank you very much for posting that link. Um, So it says uh, Fire Emblem Warriors offers a twist. Oh, no, I'm not going to read all that. It says after downloading the free software update, this is what I was looking for, the following will be added to the game. A new history map featuring the main characters Rowan and Liana, a new costume for Rowan and Liana, Armor Strike, which is a new weapon attribute associated with destroying armor and causing a broken armor state, new blessings to aid you in battle, and the ability for a player to sell multiple weapons at once. Uh, This is a free update. Uh, Don't forget that there is a season pass for the game, which also includes three DLC packs, which will become available um, later on for $19.99. But this one, this is particularly, or this particular update is free. So... Fire Emblem Warriors, I've I've been listening to people talk about that game, and I really want to check that game out. Um, it's, it's just too bad it came out when it did with Mario right there. 
Uh, it really only got about a week to breathe, and then Mario came slamming down on it. I'm get, I'm going to pick up that game next year and play the hell out of it, I'm sure. Uh, lastly, uh, oh no, not lastly, there's two more. Um, it looks like there's a possibility of a port of another Zelda game. Um, the company that made the Zelda remakes for the 3DS is hiring an Unreal Engine 4 programmer for a new legend. That's the that's their uh, their quote. So we don't know what game it's going to be. We don't know what system it's going to be. Although I don't think Unreal 4 is compatible with the 3DS, so probably the Switch. I hope it's not 3DS. And if I were to make a guess, I would say probably Skyward Sword. Um, that game had motion controls, and it would work very, very well on on the Switch. Uh, the last story for today is that Stardew Valley uh, has been or has had a patch submitted to Nintendo. Uh, this is from Planeswalker80, who uh, dropped this in the chat room during the show. And uh, this is a link from the CEO of Chucklefish. He he said the Stardew Valley Switch patch has been submitted to Nintendo. It includes faster saving, crash on sleep fixes. Fixed Prairie King controls. I don't know what Prairie King is. Uh, fixed the static sound from the left speaker. Thank God. Uh, fixed some UI issues. Probably the parts where it was like, right click on this. And you were like, what? Uh, and then video recording has also been added. Uh, and more. You know, you, you, can't, you can't not, you can't post something without saying, and more, uh, at the end. So... As soon as that patch is out, make sure you download it and you can get rid of that crackly sound when you're playing. My wife thought there was something wrong with our TV when I was playing the game. Oh no, Mario! We've got to do something! I got it! You help us find Donkey Kong and we'll help you find Herman! Today is November 9th. We've got a whole bunch of stuff coming to the Switch today uh, in addition to um, Hulu. Uh, Rockin' Racing, Off-Road, DX, Maria the Witch, Octodad, Talomare, Spellspire, Koi DX, Super Putty Squad, and Neo Geo Dunk Team. On November 10th, that would be tomorrow, we've got on the, and I'm going to say this quietly so that my son does not hear me, but Minecraft is coming to the 3DS tomorrow. Uh, we've got Snipper Clips Plus, Cut It Out Together coming out. Doom comes out tomorrow. Uh, on the Switch eShop only is Cat Quest. And then for Amiibo, we've got the Legend of Zelda series, Daruk, Mifa, Rivali, and Urbosa also coming. Uh, then on the 14th, I don't know if I'll, if I'll have another episode. Oh, I will have another episode before the 14th, but I'll say it anyway. Lego Marvel Super Heroes 2, Rime, L.A. Noir, Ben 10, Batman, the Telltale series, It'll do two plus Rocket League and Pitfall, pick, pit, Pinball FX3, not Pitfall. Oh, that'd be cool if we got a new Pitfall game. Anyway, I'm very excited for Rocket League to come. Well, that's all the time that we have for today. If there's a story that I missed or a topic you would like discussed, please let me know in one of the ways that I mentioned at the beginning of the show. If you're looking for ways to support the show, you can do so simply by sharing the show with a friend. If you're listening on your phone, you can hit the little share button, send it to someone. 
Uh, let them know that it's a podcast that you enjoy, and maybe they will enjoy it too. Uh, you can, of course, check out my wife's Etsy shop uh, at etsy.com slash shop slash run, jump, stomp. She makes fantastic fabric nerdy goodness over there. And you can join the Patreon at patreon.com slash run, jump, stomp. You can find links to all that and more at runjumpstomp.com slash support. Special thanks go out to Noteblock for their Balloon Trip remix, as well as Legend of Zelda Gerudo Valley by Tom Winter. Make sure that you check out their YouTube channels and subscribe to them. Thanks for listening, and I will talk to you guys on Saturday. Bye-bye. Switchcraft is brought to you by Audible. Audible is the publisher and distributor of the world's largest selection of digital audiobooks and spoken word content. Audible customers can listen anytime and anywhere to professionally narrated audiobooks across a wide range of genres, including bestsellers, new releases, sci-fi, romances, classics, and more. Get two free audiobooks to start. After 30 days, if you decide to cancel, you get to keep the books. If you decide to stay on, and you probably will, get one book every month for $14.95. In addition, you also get 30% off the price of additional audiobook purchases. Cancel anytime. Your books are yours to keep even if you cancel. You can sign up today for your free 30-day trial at runjumpstomp.com audible and directly support the show. Thank you.